I think there's going to be a big onshoring push. So that could help weather a recession for manufacturing over here because if the products now are being produced here instead of China, uh, that, that's just bringing more products over, even if the overall demand from the consumer flattens or decreases. So. Welcome to the MBBI Trends in M&A podcast. Our topic title for this podcast is Recent Changes in the Economy, the Impacts on the Lower to Middle Market M&A Space. I'm Paula Cook with Huntington Bank, your host for today's podcast. And today's guests are Ed Kreitcher, Managing Partner with Sunbelt Business Advisors of Wisconsin and Valens M&A. And joining him is Tom Nye, Director with Generation Growth Capital. Ed and Tom are both current MBBI board members in Wisconsin, as well as both of their firms, Sunbelt Business Advisors of Wisconsin and Generation Growth Capital, are current MBBI Wisconsin chapter sponsors. Ed, Tom, thank you both for joining me today. Um, but before we get our conversation started, if you could both please introduce yourself and your firms. Sure. Thank you, Paula. Uh, this is Ed Kreitcher. Uh, Sunbelt Business Advisors has been around since 2003. I partnered with my partner out of the Twin Cities, and we're, we have our Sunbelt Midwest group, which is Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Chicago. Uh, recently, we've also formed another brand called Valens M&A for the lower middle market transactions, just specifically from a branding purpose, because Sunbelt has been known to do a lot of the Main Street deals, and over the last 10 years, we've done lower middle market deals, and we thought for a branding purpose, it would make sense to split the two brands for the lower middle market. Great. Tom? Thanks, Paula. Uh, thanks, Paula, and Ed, nice to be here with you. Uh, Ed and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, recently went fishing a couple weeks ago and hammered the salmon out in Lake Michigan. That was a great uh, time. Thanks, so, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Did you eat it? Oh, of course. Yeah. That day, that weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm Tom Nyman, director with Generation Growth Capital. We're a lower middle market private equity firm right here in Milwaukee. Uh, we've raised about $100 million in equity over three funds and are currently fundraising right now for our fourth fund, uh, targeting somewhere between 50 and $75 million. Uh, we invest in businesses across the United States uh, with a preference for the upper Midwest here, uh, EBITDA range between two and ten million. We focus on advanced manufacturing and value-added distribution industries, but we can be opportunistic uh, with these and other sectors as well. Uh, being a small team of three professionals, I'm, I'm involved in all aspects of the firm, from sourcing opportunities to executing on transactions to managing portfolio companies and you know, participating in all the boards and exiting you know companies when when the time is right. So. Well, that's great. Well, between the both of you, Tom and Ed, we have a really nice balance of representation on the buy side and the sell side um, in this lower to middle market space. So we're in the middle of so many changes in our economy post-COVID. And, um, you know, first of all, I'd like to ask you guys, how has the public equity market's volatility really impacted valuation multiples in this space? And, and what kind of activity are you seeing in your preferred areas and with your clients? And Tom, maybe I'll have you kick us off. 
Yeah, well, you know, valuations have come down you know, f- pretty substantially uh, in the public markets. Um, you know, we haven't seen that translate yet into our end of the market. I think you know the larger private equity, the the big cap, you know, funds. They've taken some write downs on their investments, um, but we really haven't seen valuation multiples come down in our end of the market yet, which. You know, we generally define as being, you know, enterprise values less than 50 million. Um, so we're still seeing ele- elevated valuation multiples and, and, you know, a lot of competition for, for good deals. We're also seeing, you know, the earnings of companies are still high. You know, so most companies that, that we're seeing come to market are having, you know, record years. And so with multiples still being high, earnings being high, you know, valuations, you know, have remained elevated as well. Uh, you know, the banks are, are still lending at high leverage levels. And uh, it just seems like there's still a lot of capital in private equity hands to make deals. Um, so in, in terms of M&A activity, it's almost uh, to the contrary of what you would expect. We're, we're seeing really strong deal flow activity still. Um, and we're, we're hearing that new pitch activity is increasing substantially as well. Um, I've heard that from, you know, a few investment bankers. Um, you know, I think, you know, business owners are, are seeing this volatility in the market. And I think they're thinking to themselves, you know, you know, this might be the time to, to come to market, you know, my window of opportunity, you know, maybe closing up here. Um, so, you know, their earnings are strong, you know, as I mentioned, and just in general, it's harder for business owners to run companies these days. You know, with with labor shortages, with supply chain issues, a lot of business owners we talk to are, you know, are getting a little burnout with 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 managing companies, and so a combination of a really strong market, really strong earnings, you know, tougher, you know, just business uh, management dynamics, you know, we're seeing a lot of business owners uh, feel that this is the right time to come to market. Ed, how about you? Anything to add? Yeah, on the to just divide the market a little bit. So on the Sunbelt side, we're dealing primarily with what we call Main Street transactions. These are transactions two, three hundred thousand to three, four million in range. Uh, and then on the lower middle market side, we're looking at five to twenty-five million. Typically, it will handle on the, on the transaction size. Having the public markets take the impact like they did has a different effect on the Main Street side for the buyers. Many of the buyers on your Main Street transactions are individuals that have left corporate America and buy a business for themselves. When their net worth takes a hit, uh, when the public markets go down, they're only going to take maybe 15, 20, 25% max of their net worth to put towards a business acquisition. Well, as their net worth decreases, that decreases the the amount that they can take out and use. They also might be a little bit more risk adverse. Now on the flip side, if a recession comes, historically we've been around for 20 years, we've gone through a few recessions, uh, there's more buyers on the market because as they're downsized from corporate America, they maybe can't find a position to fill the one they lost, so they look at buying a business. Is that going to happen as much if we have the recession looming? It may or may not, because like Tom had mentioned, most <laughs> most businesses are hurting for employees. So maybe they just won't be hiring. They'll be maintaining the employees they have as opposed to laying off. Uh, so I think that's how the public market and, and businesses, as far as income, most of the smaller businesses, we're still seeing the same thing Tom is. Uh, numbers are still up this year over last year. 
they seem to be holding their own. Now, maybe the public markets are a projection of what's coming, and there might be a three, six-month lag. But so far, uh, we haven't seen a big downtrend in revenues on the smaller businesses. So your valuation uh, multiples have stayed pretty They've stayed about the same consistently, yes. Okay, good, good. So we're experiencing rising rates. We just last week had another um, significant increase in, in, in interest rates. How have you seen or has the rising interest rates impacted your markets, your transactions, or, or opportunities you're looking at? Well, you know, even with the rise of interest rates, they're still very reasonable. Uh, when I opened the office in 2003, Prime was 8.5%. Business transactions were nine and a half, ten, ten and a half percent interest rates. You know, nowadays if you said that to somebody, they think you're crazy. But that's the way it was for the first five years my office was open. So we're getting back to normal. We've been in abnormal for about 15 years. Uh, interest rates. You know, somebody buying a home. You know, if it's a $500,000 loan and it's three and a quarter percent interest, that was about a $21, $2,200 payment. That's what it was in January. Now at six and a quarter, that same payment's around $3,100. Substantial increase. On the smaller or on the smaller term transactions, like a business loan, five, seven, ten-year amortization, it's not as much of an impact. What might impact? So, but it, it what happens though, and follow you being in banking, you know this as well. The bank is always looking at the debt coverage of the business. So as the interest rates go up, the payment is higher, and then banks are probably, if we get into a recession, going to increase their debt coverage ratio. So ultimately that will impact the value that buyers can pay for a business because it's going to cap out. Um, so that, that's where we see interest rates potentially affecting it is with the recession along with interest rates, you know, values may on the smaller transactions come down some. Sure, and it affects your financing structure then with Correct. What's, what's available. So, Tom, how about in your world? Does the rising interest rates affect what you're looking at? We don't, we don't see rising interest rates impacting, impacting our market as much as, as others. You know, when you run the financial models on, on our size deals, you know, higher interest rates just don't have a huge impact on our returns um, to an extent, uh, you know, of course, but, you know, it's certainly not as much of an impact as, you know, total valuation, you know, total debt leverage, um, you know, just overall business growth. It's not a big of an impact as what they have. Um, you know, but what I am seeing, though, for us that could impact us is that the market just up from us, they are seeing a little tightening in, in, in leverage and, and in debt levels. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we, you know, on our, on our investments, you know, we look to sell our companies into that next tier, you know, of buyers. And, you know, if we have a little tightening of the leverage and of the, in the lending aggressiveness in that market, you know, it could impact our exit multiples and, you know, our, our, our overall returns when we go to exit. But we're not seeing them impact our deals today. You know, it, it certainly could impact our returns in the future if those, if that higher uh, stratosphere of of uh, market you know is impacted right right now very interesting so given the market turmoil um you know the war on ukraine oil the rising interest rates like we just talked about um high inflation what industries are you seeing investors maybe be a little bit more wary of or extra cautious of um in the current environment does anything stick out well anything that's heavily reliant on supply chain from asia has buyers leery, whether it's in the lower middle market or the main street space. You know, they're, they're concerned about 
the supply chain, you know, if China does something with Taiwan, what's that going to do? Costs in supply chain is substantially higher. You know, shipping containers a couple of years ago were $5,000 or fifteen to 20000 You know, some of the products have tariffs on them. Uh, we've seen, um, you know, companies that we're talking to getting calls about onshoring. Um, but uh, as far as Ukraine, I think, you know, that was a, a period for about a month or two where people were wondering what was going to happen. I mean, there's no question that the increase in fuel and gas I is impacting everything because everything is transported. So uh, it, it, it's been probably business-specific based on their reliance on supply chain from Asia that we've seen the biggest impact with. Yeah, I, I think you know, a lot of industries, you know, like building products, for instance, uh, they're not necessarily seeing slowdowns right now, but investors are extra cautious that some of those industries may be peaking, may be peaking, you know, with the with the uh, rising interest rates and and uh, a slowdown that may be coming there in, in housing. Um, but we are seeing a slowdown in in some consumer products industries. Um, so some of the consumer discretionary products uh you know we're seeing some of those being off by as much as 25 percent you know this year compared to last year so it, you know it seems like the u.s consumer is getting tapped out with the higher inflation uh particularly you know with with the you know the the necessary items like food and energy um you know and then when you look at you know record levels of credit card debt over the last couple months and you know the poor performance out of out of some of the major retailers you know you know, it, it just paints a very cautious picture for the for the U.S. consumer here over the over the near future, uh, and it doesn't really it doesn't seem like inflation is going away anytime soon either. You know, as as we mentioned before, you know, interest rates kind of hovering around three three and a half percent, and you know, inflation hovering around nine percent. You know, there's still a, a really large gap there. Um, you know that that needs to be you know met e eventually. Right. Um, yeah, and but I would also say, you know, to to your question, you know, really across all industries and deals, you know, buyers are spending a lot more time these days on due diligence uh, and are being extra cautious, really across the board. Um, you know, are these record levels of earnings sustainable? You know, can we count on, you know, a backlog, you know, of contracted work? Um, or you know a backlog of pent up demand you know for the next 12 to 24 months, um, you know so anytime you get you know earnings that have you know climbed and valuation multiples that have climbed you know you really have to step back and ask yourself you know is this sustainable? Um, they're really you know we're really spending a lot more time on on you know given the sales growth what is that made up of is that is that you know, just only due to price increases? Is it an increase in volume? So, you know, is that sales growth sustainable, even though there hasn't, you know, been any volume growth, you know, or maybe a little bit of volume growth? So, you know, there, there's a lot more time being spent, uh, you know, these days in, in really analyzing, you know, the sustainability and, uh, you know, what, what is underlying, you know, these, these earnings at, at companies. Yeah, and we actually just we have another podcast available that covers that um, level of due diligence um, to get some other perspective on that. So on the flip side of that, though, 
how about um, what are what are you guys seeing as far as inter- industries with investors or or buyers that might be a little bit more bullish and aggressive and what they're looking into? Well, going back to the supply chain issue, we're seeing talking to our manufacturers in Wisconsin a lot of potential onshoring. Uh, they're getting calls from customers that had moved product over to China or overseas, and over the course of the last year or two, you know, the, the, just the lead times getting it, and then the cost of getting it over here has gone up substantially. And so... I guess time will tell, um, but there there are some positive things with that. You know, down to even on the simplest types of businesses. Let's let's talk about restaurants, for example. You know, you go into a recession, your higher end restaurants are going to take a bit of a hit, but you know, your your pizza places <laughs> they're going to be doing really well historically. I think uh, Tom, we were talking just last week. Domino's stock went up when everything else was going down. Why? Because pizza places perform well in recessions and there's many other types of businesses that do so I think it'll be a shift in the buyer's mind which ones are safer bets if we're going into a recession and which ones are a bit riskier Tom would you add anything to the bullish I think Ed you know hit the nail on the head you know we're really seeing the onshoring trend you know those are two major you know sectors that we look at you know being manufacturing and distribution um, we're seeing the onshoring trend affect both, you know, r- onshoring products, you know, then you have to have the related distribution. Um, so that's one key theme for us. And the other one being industries that benefit from inflation. So as Ed mentioned, you know, your value oriented consumer products, uh, food, energy, mining, uh, materials, uh, those in, in, you know, inflation benefiting industries. Right, right. So given all of this, how do you or what would you expect the public market turmoil or perhaps this recession that may be on the cusp um, will affect overall the M&A markets over the next couple of years? Well, we don't have a crystal ball. And I think you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I think comparing it to nine, 10 and 11, uh, you know, back then that recession was driven by the housing bubble and the banking industry. You know, one thing that's positive right now is banks are strong and cash is flush. Uh, whether you're talking about private equity and, or individuals, um, cash is pretty flush. Now, with the public stock markets trending down, that hurts the individuals as far as, you know, where they're getting their capital from. But I think the banks are still going to be out there lending. You know, when I first opened the office back in 2003, banks were lending very aggressively back then, even though we were still in a recession. And I think demand, you know, one of the things that we mentioned this just a few minutes ago, virtually every business has problems hiring right now. And does that mean with the next recession, is it going to be easier for them to get good talent? And the stronger companies, are they going to be aggressive in trying to pick up that good talent? If there's a contraction, uh, are people not going to be let go because now, hey, we don't have to work overtime. We can just work 40. I guess time will tell with that. Uh, I, I'm bullish hoping that, you know, even if we are going into a recession here, the fact that the banks are strong, 
private equity is you know flush with cash I, I think we could weather this storm hopefully knock on wood relatively easily but I, uh, nine and ten were some interesting times I mean for us we had 72 companies out to market in September of 2008 we sold six of them because there just wasn't the financing to get the deals done. And I don't see that happening with this recession. Tom, yeah, anything? you know, I, I think there will always be a market for lower middle market deals. Um, but, you know, I, I do think that this you know record level of buyer competition and, and valuation will probably normalize, you know, and maybe not this year, but you know, over the next couple of years, you know, as, as the economy pulls back and, you know, some other things happen. Um, I, you know, we do think the likelihood of, re of recession is, is high, you know, as most economists think. Uh, and, you know, recessions typically lead to blown up deals. That's just what happens. You know, when you do deals at, at the peak of the market, um, those, you know, deals blow up. And, and so then what happens is, you know, the investors that did those deals um, and, you know, those new deal makers, they pull out of the market because um, they're not able to get funding for for any more deals and uh, you know so what we'll, so you see a, uh, a pullback in competition um, and then what you, what you also see you know with a with a decline in the public markets is that the institutional investors need to reallocate you know where they you know put money so that you have a reallocation issue so you know as the public markets come down their allocation to private equity naturally has gone up, so that needs to pull back as well. So you see, you know, some, some, some money being flown out of the market, you know, as some deals blow up and then, you know, investors leave and then as institutional investors need to pull back I as well. So, you know, I think all those factors should, you know, normalize the competition, you know, and the valuations in our market. You know, I don't think it's this year. I think maybe it's, you know, after this year at some point. But, you know, there will always be a market for in, in the lower middle market, just, you know, given the dynamics and, you know. Um, but, you know, so it, I, it's not going away. I think we'll just see, you know, maybe a, a back to, you know, kind of normal, you know, normal deal making. And good businesses always sell. Mm -hmm. I mean, good businesses always find a buyer. Um, and as long as there's financing available. Uh, but the other challenge you have when you're in a recession with most smaller businesses, if their numbers contract, their value contracts. You know, we do an opinion of value for them. We give them a value range. But if their EBITDA went down and if multiples do go down because demand is less, the overall value could drop substantially. And in those situations, they just sit on their hands and they say, I'm going to wait. But when they wait, they may have to wait two or three years because not only do they have to hit the bottom, they got to show a recovery and they need to build a little bit of a track record there, you know, trailing six months, trailing 12 months to see where things are going to make the buyers feel safe. Or like Tom had mentioned earlier, earnouts come into play a lot when you're in a recession because, you know, you look at a track record of a business for 30 years and all of a sudden if there's some personal reason why that business owner has to sell at that point in time, then you, you bridge that gap with an earnout. That takes out the SBA lending portion of it. So now you're into conventional loans, uh, which generally need more, more capital. Um, so it, it will impact the market. How much, I guess time will only tell. Got it, got it, great, great commentary. So as we wrap up here, 
Um, do either of you have one or two points you would like the MBBI community or any of our other listeners take away from this discussion as it relates to the recent changes in the economy and the impacts on the lower to middle market space? I think as professionals, we just keep doing our jobs. You know, we, we're out there. We, we look to help sellers um, or buyers, if we're working for them, acquire a business. We, there's, as we mentioned, there's always good businesses out there. Even during that last recession, there was businesses that were performing very well. The, the odd thing is, if you have a business that's performing very well in the recession, it's almost like throwing it to the wolves. You know, like Tom had mentioned before, you know, competition goes down, but competition is always there for a good quality business. And so, you know, let's, we all just keep doing our jobs and trying to help people with, with their transition and, you know, in, in Tom's case, helping them with, you know, the acquisition and building the company. So I guess that's what I'd say. Tom, any last thoughts? Yeah, I'd say, you know, we're, we're very valuation conscious right now. Um, you know, we're staying disciplined. Our, you know, our return models. You know, we, we've, uh, we get beat out in a lot of processes. You know, we're, you know, by sometimes, t you know, two to three to four turns uh, of EBITDA. But, you know, we're being patient. We, uh, we think there will be good buying opportunities you know, over the next couple of years. And, you know, so we're being, you know, prudent investors of, of capital. I think, you know, for business owners, they, you know, the market is still very strong. But, you know, that window you know, maybe tightening over the next 12 months. So, you know, take that I into account. Time will tell, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Ed, Tom, thank you very much for your time today and your insights and your commentary, all very insightful. Um, thank you to MBBI, Sunbelt Business Advisors, and Generation Growth Capital, and to Ray, our audio engineer, for hosting us today. Uh, this is Paula Cook with Huntington Bank signing off for MBBI. Thank you and enjoy the day. Mm -hmm.